Hello kids, it's your favourite witches from the No Holds Barred Witchcraft podcast. Have we got a treat for some of you today? Because we're talking about love. So some people are in love. The rest of you are just lonely with a box of tissues. So, (laughs) on today's (laughs) subject of love, I thought that I would start with a love reading. Because of course, if anyone's ever worked as a professional psychic, they would all know that it's all about the love reading. Is he thinking of me? What does he think of me? Is there another woman? All of that sort of stuff. Is he coming back? Is he coming back? Why did he, he leave? Me, <laughs> he left me a couple of decades ago, but I still stare looking at the front door. <laughs> and then when the postman comes, I jump up out of my chair thinking, it's him, it's him, only to be disappointed every day apart from Sundays. So, with that, obviously some of you who follow us on Facebook, on the Thoth Witchcraft Facebook page you may be aware that we've been doing fanny cranach wisdom cards readings every day so with that in mind we're going to see what wisdom fanny cranach has for you i want you to pick a number between one and three so you're going to be picking a number one or two or three okay have you got that everyone (laughs) good go right no you don't need to, to tell me your number Obviously, you, you just think about that, okay? <laughs> now, whoever picked the, car, the the number one, the card Fanny has for you is the Jack of Diamonds. And that means, as she says, you've fucked up someone's relationship. So there's a nice little card for you homewreckers out there. <laughs> for those that have picked card number two, you have the eight of spades. And your wisdom is, you need a distraction. A one-night stand is what you need. There we go. (laughs) Fanny is a full of the wisdom, or Fanny Cranach. For those, of course, that picked option number three, the Queen of Diamonds. Someone wants to get their leg over. Well, it's all rather (laughs) sexual this week, which, you know, Valentine's Day and all that on the horizon. It would be. There's... Some passion, you know, I thought all of them were legitimate, fairly linked to love. If you want to have a little look at the Fanny Cranach wisdom cards, then you can go on the thothwitchcraft.com website and go buy some. Um, If not, then you can just listen to the rest of us blab on about love magic today, isn't it? So, um, you know, he loves me, he loves me not. And possibly love divination. So there we go. We got the advertising out of the way. Yeah, we um, never normally do that, but I think we should do more of it, to be honest. We need to do more adverts, don't we? Yeah. You need to buy more of the stuff that we lovingly make for you all. See what I did there? See what I did? Yeah. Right, so love magic. Obviously, there's the stereotypical, well, you shouldn't be casting spells to make someone fall in love with you and all that jazz, but... People often share these Facebook memes that instruct people to do that. But why is that? Can you construct a spell that will force someone to love you? And if you can, then why shouldn't you do it? Well, of course you can. But the problem is those tend to be ensnarement or uh, entrapment spells. because You mean like the Fanny Cranach trouser snake snare kit that's going on so also <laughs> soon <laughs> on the thoughtwitchcraft.com website 
a everyone we've been working really hard for you lot uh, or, or is that something a little different a... <laughs> <laughs> i don't think there's much love there is it <laughs> <laughs> well it depends on your perspective of what you consider love to be i guess some people argue it's just a set of hormones and and serotonin isn't it and the, the rest of them think oh it's some some deep twin flame stuff or oh, should we cover that later um, oh, we've got to cover the twin flame. <laughs> I um, don't know. Lo- love making surely is just a slightly slower mode. You know, it's like the first setting on your vibrator is just kind <laughs> of like a very slow kind of kind of thing. Whereas you kick it up a little bit of notch when it when it moves to fucking. That's more like option oh. number ten. You know, something like that, where you don't just get the you get kind of like a. <laughs> like that sort of thing yeah. I don't know maybe that's just me and at what point are we going to start selling magical vibrators then Liam because you seem to know a lot about them well I don't know I mean there's a nice little crystal dildo collection in there I'm going to have to I'm going to have to click the explicit tab this week aren't I? when we upload this episode I'm going to have to click the explicit button I try to avoid it by doing all of the you know bleeping out your swear words and that my swear words I haven't said a single thing not on this episode but if you count the tally up not that I'm tallying these things but if you count the tally up everybody knows you're keeping score like it looks, it looks knows. as it looks as if I started being a little bit sweary on the first couple of episodes, and my my leaderboard was well up. But then when you got lulled into a false sense of security and started swearing <laughs> more, I kind of backed off and let you overtake. Hey, in my book, there's only one swear word, and that's the W word. But we move what on. <laughs> Oh, okay, let's move on. Let's move on swiftly because we don't want this to be a Wiccan bashing episode. So yeah, you were explaining to us about the process of casting a magical spell that would mean that would force someone to love you. Yes. So, so we was we were talking about magical entrapment. Yes, that's it. Magical so entrapment. Magical entrapment. A snare. A lover's snare. Um. You know, well, you can always use not magic for this. This one's always a good one. Um, if you're gonna, if you're gonna uh, catch big, um, big prey, then obviously a, a good rope is always <laughs> is always a good use. Um, but yeah, the problem does the rope girth factor in? Does girth factor in? Oh God, he's he's back to magical dildos again. This is supposed to be about love. I'm sorry, it's I supposed just to be about love, the not about sex. <laughs> Isn't it the same thing? Poor guy. (laughs) One's just more commitment. One, the commitment (laughs) lasts until sunrise. The other, the commitment lasts until one of you dies. Isn't that how it works? Or you can, (laughs) you know, put them in a home or something. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so the the big one, I think the big one for most people is getting around the, I suppose, ethics we won't go too much into that, but lots of people get hung up on the ethics of whether or not they should use love magic, because at the end of the day, the majority of it is some level of mind control, isn't it? It's about, um, you know, either using glamours in order to attract or, um, you know, all sorts of attraction spells that are designed to draw people in. Those are all versions of 
mind control and affecting someone else's reality or or making a change to your um your projection in order to uh, essentially ensnare passers-by which i suppose is only the same as people who cake on lots of makeup or have botox or like to go to the gym six times a week in order to attract another the difference is this is you can stay as ugly as you were before but just put a good put up a good glamour on or use a good entrapment spell so whereas the difference is i guess with lots of people is they have an obsession with what love is i guess as an emotion they're in love they're in love with the ideal of love yeah definitely they're they're most definitely in love with the idea of love or what love represents I think the biggest example of that is going to be Aphrodite, isn't it, really, is where people get ensnared by what what her outside projection, what she's actually, where actually people think that she represents love in this kind of doting, um, caring way, whereas Aphrodite is the goddess of uh, of procreation, essentially. She is, she is the a goddess of... Uh, physical love making. You're saying she's a dirty bitch. Obviously, the F word. I did not say that at all. What about Aphrodite's son then? With the little arrows. What? Uh, yeah, Eros is is very different. Um, but that's that's down to a, a slightly more modern concept of what mm. she is. Um, he doesn't exist in a lot of the earlier versions. Um, and he's a separate deity altogether if you go far enough back. But in um, terms of the two different ideals of love and the falling in love process and stuff like that. Yeah, so with Eros, Eros is more about everlasting. That kind of notion of pairing of people for long Twin term, flame. Which I suppose twin is Twin flame. Well. <laughs> twin <laughs> flame. My twin flame. Yeah, that, that stuff. That stuff. Um that stuff but yeah it's kind of but you can explain twin flame go on um you normally like to set me up there you go i've just set you up i don't i've had a taste of my own medicine and i tell you why it tastes sour (laughs) i don't much like it not very loving with a little bit of bitterness yeah. yeah Okay, so Twin Flames. So Twin Flames, this whole new age concept of the fact that obviously you're incomplete and that you require someone else who will love you and be your other half. So Twin Flame is this idea that this other half is too... You're incomplete. Basically. You are incomplete until you find this other half. A, that you're incomplete, but also on a soul level or a metaphysical level, you're also incomplete. And the, the Twin Flame is the other part of your soul. Generally, that's how the New Agers would see it. So it goes into not, it's a little bit taking the concept of soulmates further, because a lot of people think that that's the idea of soulmates, whereas soulmates is really just souls that... Groups of souls that move move together. together, Yeah, like a herd. Or a school. Good and bad. A school year. You know, you go through your GCSEs together, that sort of thing. Um, whereas Twin Flames more of this idea of, you know, uh, a missing part of yourself, the energetic and polar opposite to you that attracts and that you form this new, wonderful, amazing thing and have little babies and stuff. So, 
yeah, Twin Flame Theory. How do you, how do you, so that's basically the concept of it. There's all of these, uh, it tends to be lonely women from my experience when I used to work uh, as a psychic. It was all a case of they're obsessed with, is this man my twin flame? I like him, but if you're going to say that he's not my twin flame, I'm going to get rid of him immediately and move on to the next one, basically. Yeah. Which is which is always the worrying bit. I don't get why people do this to themselves, of this constant cycle of, I, I need to find a man, uh, then divine his future if his future is good or bad for me then get rid and then and then divine to find the next one and you're just kind of like okay well you you're stuck in this loop where you're constantly asking other people as to whether or not you should keep this person around which is what is 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 a very bizarre concept to me i guess but then I trust my instincts. I think that's probably the difference. And I'm a cold-hearted bastard. So, you know, the whole idea of all of this doesn't quite compute with us. It doesn't necessarily work on a, um energetic way from in terms of the work that we do. Bearing in mind, we can take souls apart and analyse them in a slightly more detail than what you would find in the average book, particularly in the self-help section, which is where a lot of these concepts come from, the self-help section of Waterstones or Barnes & Noble. But then we had a great teacher, Fanny Cranick, you know, Fanny so Cranick. she knew, she knows all the needs to know about the menses and the womenses. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think I probably need to add a disclaimer there that says, it's not that I don't believe in love. Love is a very powerful energy. Well, of course, source. it comes in many forms. I just as well, doesn't it? the love of a child is different. I t- yeah, I think people get so tied up with this kind of um, the one, yeah. which I suppose is a Christian idea. This a bit tied, you know, till death do us part, yeah. rubbish. Um, whereas I don't, I don't compute very well with that. To me, love lasts as long as it does. The only kind of love that lasts forever is that a mother's love for her child kind of thing. Well, and even like that, there's a lot of mothers that don't like their kids. <laughs> some parents... Some you don't parents, have to like them to love them. Some parents eat their kids, remember? Back to <laughs> At least that's what my mum tells me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some parents eat their kids, as you might remember from other podcast episodes. <laughs> Uh, well, sometimes sometimes there are too many and you just need to, there are too many mouths to feed and then you're like, okay, I've got a good idea. I'll eat one of them. <laughs> I think that's a brilliant solution to that problem. But yeah, I think, I think people get tied up with, rather than the, seeing the love current for what it is, um, that kind of, uh, you know, the, the aspects that weave in, the complexity that falls within the Venusian, or the Venetian or Venusian or however you would say it um, is so complex that actually I think they try too hard to uh, pin it down to one thing or another. I think with the twin flame situation, it's it's kind of it's that evolvement, isn't it, of the new age taking something that is common and repackaging it, uh, which seems to happen a lot, which is that, you know, is this uh, this idea of there is somebody for everybody yeah. kind of process. Um, what they don't mention is obviously, well, that other person could spend the entire of your life on the other side of the planet and you never cross paths. Um, but, you know, they they kind of skip that bit of the book of, well, if you happen to 
uh, pull yourself to the wrong, you know, seem unlucky enough to pull yourself to the wrong part of the world when you decide to manifest, you know, when you decide to be born here. Um, that that's down to bad planning. Um, whereas you get all these new ages going, oh, no, you know, the the energy of attraction would pull you two together. Like, you know, it doesn't matter where they're born in the world, like they'd find you. You're like, OK, well, they need to have the money in order to do so. And the inclination to pick up and travel and move to a part of the world that is completely foreign to them, where they don't know the language. And they don't, I just don't see how that. Uh, but then I don't have the same concept of fate, I suppose, as most do. And I've gone off on a tangent. Well, let's bring it back then. Let's bring it back to more adult ideas of love. Because what we've kind of expressed with the twin flame thing is that teenage new young love your first love that kind of thing yeah so let's talk in terms of about love and developing relationships because there's some uncomfortable ground when it comes to love that a lot of people don't want to follow one is why is it that you love someone if you're forcing someone to love you or giving you know creating some sort of sim synthetic love love's really supposed to be organic is about two people or more potentially coming together and experience this emotion and wanting to create a union and a partnership with the other person. Now, when it comes to the changes, think about that, because people don't like to break that down. Why do I love that person? No. I don't know. I just feel it. It's a feeling in my heart. It breaks when they have to go away, blah, 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 blah. Um, and basically think about people that fall out of love. Now, people love for actual reasons. And when it comes to the magical community, particularly when you've got someone on a magical path and they're really evolving, they will change as a person. And you will that kind of is the concept of, well, what about falling in and out of love with someone and the people which they get divorced or they stop loving the other person because they've changed, like that other person changed or they've changed themselves. Yeah. And it's the fact that you've evolved beyond that. You were at one point sharing a path, then something happens, they've changed and they're a different person, not the man or woman you fell in love with, blah de blah de blah To force something to love you is synthetic. So it's an A, it's not real. Yeah. And I know that it doesn't really matter in terms of, well, if you want to go to bed with someone on an evening and snuggle up, all you care about is a warm body that tells you and whispers sweet nothings in your ear. But in terms of love, the process... Get an electric blanket. You could get an electric blanket or a gigolo. I mean, you know, it depends <laughs> how much money you've got. That'll make... <laughs> yeah. And a good one will make you rem make you feel like you love them. So it's Well, a good fine. gigolo will feel like an electric blanket. And a good electric blanket <laughs> will make you think, why am I spending money on a gigolo? So, you know. But maybe <laughs> we're just old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there we go. So, so, so yeah, adult <laughs> ideas of love, falling in and out of love with someone. I think the key concept with forcing someone else to love you is that you get the loving feelings from them. Yeah, but, but I think a large part of it is still the fact that, um, you know, is that pressure. There is that societal pressure still that you find somebody, you get married, you have children, etc. So... I suppose for us we're quite lucky because not being in the in the straight brackets, 
mean we're allowed well, we're on to the crooked bend path, those rules in more ways than one. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep 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 that uh, uh, PKTW self stuff to yourself, okay? Um, so well, I, yeah, I think so is that, that kind Keldon of might also be on the crooked path if I'm honest with you, but one should never <laughs> be stereotypical about such things. <laughs> One should never be presumptuous. Yes, that's right. The, um, but there is that kind of part of it that is, um, you know, is that pressure of those milestones, isn't it? That lots of people gauge how well they are doing based on those. Um, and I can imagine it's quite difficult for the, for people when they're comparing themselves to their peers constantly. Um I suppose in some ways that's what I quite love about not being uh, part of the, the 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 norm that allows me to kind of go well actually I'd, that's I'm I'm not Christian I'm not of those kind of Abrahamic religions I don't believe love works in that way um, I don't believe in st- stuck for one for life kind of thing uh, you know love should grow and and change as it grows um, and whether that is that love changes in a way that you guys don't love each other in the same way anymore then at that point you know you can go your separate ways without it breaking down and being monstrous um i think what tends to be the the hardest bit for most people is when there are children involved i suppose i've got the luxury of not having that um and therefore (laughs) you know (laughs) there is no complication there you're not having to factor in these additional bodies and I imagine lots of people that go chasing love magic because you know a lot of them are these middle-aged women that are unhappy they buy the um, Tatiana book the nice um you know buy the, the Tatiana book and kind of go nasty stuff yes the one you're banned from throwing and, and they always buy crystals um, and put in their husband's socks and pants drawer or steal some of his socks that's always a popular one isn't it? yeah Whereas actually the the biggest answer is, uh, you know, the biggest part of that is probably, okay, well, it's not working anymore. Why is it not working? Do you need to be a part? Um, Do you need to try something new? And, you know, by that point in life, people are too entangled, aren't they? They have their own house, you know, they have the house together. They're happy. They're in their cycle. And at which point it's a case of do you want to try and force it to rekindle something? So a lot of love magic is in that kind of, is rekindling, isn't it? It's trying to restart that flame back up again. Well, I tell you why it's not working. Oh. It's because that little magical padlock spell that you did and stuck on that bridge on your honeymoon, the local council officer has come along and with a bunch of <laughs> bolt cutters and, bolt and cut them all off, and now you've fallen out of love with your partner. I mean, come on. I mean, seriously. I mean, that does evolve from a magical perspective, but that is in that charm thing is in the Titiana <laughs> book. I mean, come on. You're telling yes. people to bind their love of their partner to a padlock and stick it on a on a bridge somewhere. You think that someone's not going to come yeah. along and break that padlock? <laughs> so, but it's yeah, it, it's it's one of those where people people force their ideals on it because they've got this twisted idea about how how the the energy stream works um and yeah is it is it all a complete waste of time 
I don't think when it comes to emotion that anything's really a waste of time. Um, of course, there are some people with no emotion, though. We call those people psychopaths. So, you know, it is one of those things that it, life is not all about emotion. Life is the meaning of life is, well, we'll give away the meaning of life after the watershed in the Patreon. Remind me, I'll tell everyone what the actual <laughs> meaning of life is. We can say that because we're super witches, you see. We've been labelled we've course, been labelled as course. super witches too many times. I think I'm gonna start adopting that mantle. We're just accepting I it. I used now. to say professional witch because that was the closest thing to what you could say our witchcraft is comprised of. Taking money and helping people with magical work. But now I think that I've been called yeah. a super witch. Much like, much like I never used to call myself a witch until everyone started calling me a witch because you can't escape that. Well, now in these Facebook groups, I can't escape being called a super witch. So I think I'm going to adopt that term now. I'll get you a cape for your big birthday this year. Yeah, let's draw a line under that and we won't, <laughs> we'll move on swiftly from that. I'll get you a super witch cape. So a, It'll be red velvet. Red velvet. And will it, will it be like Red in Velvet, SW, Kate. like the kind of Superman? Yeah, 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 cool. definitely. I'd love it. Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, moving on, it moving might... on quickly. Um, what sort of love magic do you think is acceptable then? What do you think is actually going to help someone if they were on the on the search for love? And don't say a fucking charm bag for fuck's sake. <laughs> no, actually, my answer would be actually more about and you're going to hate it this because it's so new agey. It's so new agey. Um, is is a case of self love work or I masturbation? Think really? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not everything is about that. He he needs to be loved. Everybody. I think what you all I need, need to love. do. Show me some love. Is, is is go is go out to your 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 close your closest witchy store. Buy him some red, some some rose quartz, and uh, and write <laughs> and write Liam's name on them, and send him lots of love because I just I think he's forgotten what love feels like. If you are going to buy um, rose quartz, make sure you buy them from the Thoth Witchcraft website because I'll love you even more for that because I get some <laughs> of the money for that. I don't want you buying rose quartz and giving your money to some crappy Glastonbury store and then sending me a bunch of crappy <laughs> rose quartz crystals. Thank you. I mean, if you're going to do it, <laughs> I can be bought. <laughs> Quite easily. Yes. Hence my OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people. I can't believe For you just said that. For the older members anyway. that don't know what OnlyFans are, it's a bit like Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but the pictures are different. Yeah, much different. You get more interaction. More personal. You get more personal interaction. They're more personal. Um, no, what I was going to say was, um, <laughs> which is worse than what you just said, is that essentially it, I, I feel good love magic starts with self-love. So is the fact that actually until you are able to actually appreciate everything that you are, um, and I think anybody that is chasing their twin flame uh, needs to stop, um, take a good look at themselves and remind themselves of why they should have somebody else. Um, do they really need somebody else? And I think the second that most people get to that point where they start to love themselves really well, that projects yeah. outwards. 
And I think that then shines out and actually people see the best you at that point. And then that way you're going to find someone that appreciates you for you because they can see that. Whereas when you're putting all this work into a false set of you, and then you're wondered, wondering why when you actually snare that guy that you think you want, it doesn't work on the basis that they, well, they never knew you to begin with. You'd, you'd, you're all facade. Um, those new teeth and those new tits are not going to uh, make, and all that Botox you stuck in your face, um, you know, is going to make you look as emotionless on the outside as you are on the inside. Um so, you know, is that case of, well, actually, work on that. I think that I think the problem most people go for is they want to do work on other people because other people are the problem. Where actually most of the mostly, you know, have a little look closer to home and actually make the changes that need to be made. Um, if you if you start to love yourself, maybe other people will then start to love you, too. You know, so that is the. The, the exercise regime that makes you feel better or, you know, put better food inside yourself so that you feel good on the inside, you know, start to do all those sorts of things. And then we'll talk about putting plants in the ground and growing trees. OK, well, that's some wise words there. And yeah, it does sound a little bit new agey when you kind of say, how can you expect anyone else to love you if you don't love yourself? But at the end of the day, I think there is truth to that. That's the closest thing yeah. to me admitting that there's some elements of truth in the new ages you'll get. I hope you're, I hope you're <laughs> going to take this as a sound bite because that's literally the closest thing to adopting new age philosophy as you're going to get from me. So obviously we're almost out of time on the next section after the watershed. We'll discuss breaking people up because that's part of love magic. But yeah. for everyone, yeah, we love that. Yeah, stuff. for everyone else, we're going to have to say goodbye now. So goodbye to the regular listeners and hello to you pesky naughty patrons. <laughs> so breaking up magic and you'll feel a change in the air i don't want to sound too invested in the breaking up process and enjoying breaking couples up as opposed <laughs> to getting them together but i mean there's only so much of this pink rose quartz crystal help me fall in love with the man of my dreams type that i can take well you you've got to make up for the fact that you almost agreed with the new age there so you know you've got to get that bile that's just built up in the back of your throat now on the fact that you've had to you've had to say that out loud um, so yeah, I think I think there are other parts of the which of the kind of love stream that people forget about, and I think you know good revenge is often based on on love. A lot of the um, you know that kind of people always go on about the you know uh, love hate dichotomy um, and how close those two things yeah. often are, um, and a lot I think that is when when that sours. When that kind of love energy kind of turns, um, you know, like a good poison apple just starts to, you know, weep. <laughs> well, sweet things do rot away, don't they? Exactly. And they can't stay sweet forever. Also, sweet things tend to rot your teeth. Yeah. So, OK, so the stereotypically we could talk about ethics, but then we could also talk about actual um, going about the process of 
working. Of fucking yeah. somebody up. So in terms of the, uh, let's name an actual client. No, let's not name a client's name. Let's go for a psychic reading that ends up turning in a bit hoodoo-y. And I say hoodoo-y because you've only got to go to any hoodoo website and you've got breakup oil and you've got love oil and it's being sold next to it. Yeah. Pay attention to the prices, everyone. See if they're the same price for each one. And also pay attention to that little algorithm on the website, which is the most viewed slash most popular products. And see if it is the love oil or see if yeah. it's the break up my current, uh, my ex-boyfriend's new missus type oil. Yeah, which always baffles me. Why, why do they always want the lover back? Well, do they want the lover back or do they just want, well, if I can't have anyone, if I can't have someone, then you can't be happy. So there's the two categories, yeah. really. It's the case of, well, he's yeah, moving yeah. on. Part of it's he's revenge. He's moving on already. I haven't moved on yet. I'm surely going to get to move on yeah. for, first. And if I don't, then he certainly isn't. Yeah. No, I, I get I get that part. Although I really like uh, the sorts of clients you get, which are the ones that you kind of like where they're complete psychopaths and they are you they want... saying that my clients are all psychopaths <laughs> well you do have a certain track record of attracting like it does them. attract like so you know a hermetic law or you're something. the <laughs> you're the you're the sort of person that attracts attracts witches that oh, well i don't really want him back but I want him to come back so i can then ruin his life <laughs> okay that was like, one you know case. that was one Okay. Well, I, I'd imagine you've had more than it one was of a those. Recent case, but that's Let's one not lie. Case. Yeah, but she really did a number <laughs> over on him, so I was perfectly happy to help with that situation. Do I need yeah. to outline the case? No, because you're all on Patreon. So if you're on Patreon, yeah, so you'll, you'll see the client. One. It's on one, on one of the client case files. I can't remember which one it is, but um, have a look at the client case files. But, They're a right laugh, some of them. So, But, you know, that's a sort of... Like, I, I can see the purpose of that, like, uh, which kind of says how much of a psychopath I am. But the, you know, is the fact I can see purpose to that. I can see that kind of revenge going through, but also working through closure. Yeah. I can see that kind of ticking all the boxes of, well, I don't want him back. But actually, he's wronged me. Well, it was more and he needs that. to know that he's wrong. With that specific case that you're talking about, it was a case of he would do it to multiple women and steal their money. So that was a case of yeah. he, she's trying oh, yeah. to stop him. She's giving him a taste of his own medicine. She's trying to stop him from doing it to other women like he's done before her and like he's done potentially after her. But then also I noticed that there was a... I'm going to claim credit for it, even though I didn't actually think of it at the time. But fuck it, I shall claim credit for it. When she was working the poppet of him and putting all of her bags out, um, cigarettes out and emptying her ashtray onto it you'd really did get the sense of all that anger that she'd bottled up over the years was slowly coming out and by the end of it she was in coming a blissful out. kind of oh, i don't really care about him to be yeah. honest with you. well it's cathar it's cathartic it, really is. it is that kind of that closure that kind of uh you know uh, slowly closing all those doors so you know that it's not going to happen again and you know i imagine for her it was very cathartic and it was very yeah. healing for her kind of letting that rage out because although she's doing it in a magical sense in which so therefore the actual <laughs> energy is playing out she's not actually having to see him during that moment so it can be entirely 
um, let you know letting out that energy without actually having to be have him stood there venting at him directly. Yeah. It's kind of directly indirectly via the pop via, via the puppet. So I can kind of, I can kind of but what I'm saying is I can I can see the purpose of a kind of lesson teaching revenge of that kind of they need to understand and stop doing this cycle that they are doing. Um, I can see the point of that. What I don't get is the ones that want want someone that has left to come back. And I know, like like you say, a lot of it is down to the fact that he can't be ha- If I'm not happy, he can't be happy. I get those type, you know, those ones I wouldn't get too involved in. You tell them how and you never see them again because they're not interesting witches. Whereas the the ones that actually have that greater picture going on where they're looking at what's happened and how, how they want to make that change. Um, I can get behind those. It's the, well, you know, I need him back. Well, clearly something was wrong there and you needed to, they needed to move on. Whereas, you know, because if he's going to come back because you're supposed to be together, then surely you don't need to do any magic. Yeah. Because that is all fated in the stars. So why on earth are you having to assist? Um, Which, you know, that would be my answer to a client if they came to me and went, well, yeah, we can do it. But really, do you think this is a good idea? And I know that starts to go on to ethics, but... You know, is that idea of, well, why? Why do you want them back? Why do you need them back? And actually, aren't you better off without them? And actually, do you need to just do the healing work on yourself? I know that goes back to the, you know, if you're not happy, then you're not going to be happy with anybody else. Um, you know, I'd, anyway, I've probably got on off on a tangent again. To a certain extent, I suppose, but I think it's all still relevant because, I mean, you think of the terms of if you're talking about specifically uh, get back with your ex type magic, it's a case of why do you want to get back with your ex? Did he dump you or did you dump him and then he changed and seems to have evolved into the person that you want? Because a lot of people say, oh, well, I moaned about him and all that sort of stuff for years and years and years and then we broke up and then he seemed to change and become the person that I wanted to him to be naturally and all that sort of stuff in yeah. which case it's a case of well and now I want him back because I've invested time training him and you know, all that sort of stuff <laughs> and now somebody else is reaping the benefits yeah. of my hard work yeah I, again I can kind of to a certain extent but again if it was supposed to, if you were supposed to trigger back into that, surely that would happen. Um, I don't understand why people feel the need to to push those sorts of engagements, I guess. Because to me, most types, if not all types of love magic tend to be ensnarement. It is, it is you are forcing someone to come in against your, against their will. Okay. And it's a battle of wills. Well, obviously, love magic is very popular when we do the psychic fairs and stuff, when you get people to make charm bags and stuff like that, because it's normally an ushering love. So how does that work when you sit down with a client and you're getting them to create a little charm bag or something to, 
to usher in and bring love and attract love to them. Does that work as a self-healing so you're actually inadvertently secretly healing the client? Or is it some sort of uh, glamour magic or what? How do you see that working? And how often does that change from client to client? I think I think because of the way in which we work with them, I think you notice that based on the ingredients that they choose. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you can't you get you get a feel for what exactly they're after based on what they're actually even pulling. if they don't realise. Um, <laughs> Even if they don't realise, you're kind of like, oh, okay, this one just needs, uh, you know, a hot new baby yeah, you're daddy. You're one of them. Uh, you know, <laughs> you're one of them. Um, or, you know, oh, she's a bit of a cougar. Like, you know, she just wants some young thing to uh, entertain her. I do like her. the cougars. And then, and then you get you get the others that, yeah, genuinely, I think there is that aspect of um, that love healing, that kind of... They just want to attract it into their mm. lives. And I think those are the better versions of that, where it is a case of, you know, they just want to attract loving into their life. And, you know, that might manifest as new friends uh, that make them feel better about themselves and that kind of thing. And it, it really depends on what really they're what what part of that kind of, you know, Venus love energy, are they trying to pull into their mm. life? Uh, so I, I don't mind the attraction spells so much because unless you're being dreadfully specific and want, and it is ensnarement where you're actually wanting a specific person to notice you, those I get a bit more edgy about. Um, whereas the more general kind of like, actually... I'm in a good place now. I like where my life is. Actually, I just want a bit more love. And, you know, some of those you can see from the picking of the, you know, what items they pick, uh, what herbs they put in, what oils they put in. You get that kind of feel of, OK, well, you're just wanting to attract that stream in its general sense. Or you'll get some some of them kind of like, actually, I'm ready to try again or or whatever. Like, I'm ready to meet somebody. I want people to notice or see me um and they're not glamours as such they are still attraction magic um the glamours tend to go to be you know tend to be with the cougars um <laughs> and see you know they're the ones that kind of go through the uh, i i need to appeal um that's all the extra pheromones and the um the illusion of purity that kind yeah. of where they try and cover up some of the some of the battle scars, shall we say, from previous relationships and such. Whereas, you know, so you do, uh, I'm probably being a bit harsh by saying, you know, 90% of them are these ensnarements, but they can't, it feels that way um, because those are the sorts of people that go to magic in that way. Most, you know, most people don't touch it. And I don't think it's out of a fear of, oh, oh I can't touch love magic, that's bad stuff. Um, that's baneful, that's black magic. You know, you get that a lot, don't yeah. you, with the uh, kind of Wiccan New Ages. No, don't do love magic. That's uh, that's bad. That's that's uh, bad karmic energy, blah, blah, blah. Rule of three, blah, 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 kind of shit. Um, whereas actually, no, I think people that actually really do appreciate that kind of... Um, I know I keep going back to planetary, but that kind of Venus... 
the Venusian energy, energy yeah. that that kind of that um, you know lo loving but in a nurturing mm -hmm. way that kind of life-giving nurturing way that it is supposed to be used in kind of you know that that I'm I'm all behind if that's what people are just trying to attract into their life yeah. I think that I can understand those sorts of spell works but again I think you just see it from what the, what they pick what kind of work they want to do and um, you know if they happen to have picked up one of my you know my rose quartz you know you, you just know what they're after from their selections don't you okay so let's go a little bit deeper down the rabbit hole and discuss a subject that you don't see the love and light books talk about, that you don't hear the love psychic specialists talk about, and that is non-romantic love and using love as an energy and as a battery. So think... Oh, sex well, magic. Well, there's sex magic, but also I'm thinking in terms of, if you remember your Harry Potter fans, the love of the mother had an effect on little Harry Potter and was used as some sort of magical protection. Oh, protection, protection magic. magic. Yes, exactly. That battery, you know, because that's something that you don't really... It's interesting that J.K. Rowling picked up on it, but yeah, half of the magical yeah. community don't pick up on that sort of thing. Um, so what do you no. want to tackle first? Do you want to tackle love as a battery or do you want to tackle, obviously, what you've just said? <laughs> No, let's let's talk about love as a as a battery because I think we've covered sex magic in other places. Well, we before. could do a whole podcast so on we, sex magic. We could do a whole yeah. podcast on sex magic. So no, love as a battery. Let's that's a good one, um, because obviously I find that those sorts of energy when that you're tapping into that nurturing, protective love, um, that can go both mm. ways. So there is that kind of protective mother scold the earth well, or, kind of or, um, kind of or shit. the smothering your child overbearingness yeah. kind of idea not letting them grow up Where you... and be their own person yeah and there's that kind of there is that kind of darker side of that kind of mother's love kind of part again we're going back to a women eating their babies but do you know <laughs> that kind of um there is that kind of scornful, overbearing, protective, um, where, you know, the reason you can't find love is because of your mother. Like for a lot of these, obviously that tends to be with boys, doesn't it? Where, where they're overly protective of their, their boy, mm. uh, their firstborn son or whatever. That, that tends to happen a lot with women. Uh, when, you know, there's the mother mother son um, relationship and the father daughter relationship. Yeah, that kind of smothering happens. My mother in law. I'm never as good yes. enough for my mother in law, sort of thing. Yeah, and and that kind of energy can be really toxic, but is still part of that Venusian stream, isn't it? It's it's well it's well buried within that. It kind of mixes over into the. Um, into the the Jupiterian, but it kind of like there is that kind of very strong bend toward the Venetian, um, and then yeah, and then the other other one uh, that we're talking the kind of nurturing love of a mother, the protective in a positive sense, the bit that we're talking about with Harry Potter and his scar and 
the love of his mother, the self-sacrifice powered battery. Um, you know, that, that particularly what J.K. Rowling's doing there is something hardcore. That is, you know, giving all the power of a person's soul is being and is is using the energy there in order to power a protective uh, charm in that sense. Well, she refers to it um, in the Harry Potter universe as old magic, and it's an interesting concept in terms of scientific evolution. At what point do humans or Homo sapiens or whatever comes before all of the like monkey people things? <laughs> I'm not a biologist, <laughs> clearly. Um, when does it, when do does emotion start to develop in organisms? You know, because animals have emotion, don't they? So when do when does emotion start being used by humans, and when does it start factoring into magical practice? Because there are many different things, whether it's spirits or what have you, that are all part of the magical community or the magical world. How many of those? use emotions because obviously fear is something that gets uh, used as a as a power source and as food by certain things that some things emanate fear and feed upon fear some things obviously could be the same for love where they may um manifesting a loving environment some slightly more unusual ones that you wouldn't necessarily associate with love but would associate with the peacefulness of a loving home like Hestia or something like that is not a direct yeah. kind of Aphrodite style current but it's still there's a little bit of love in there you know with that yeah that's that's warmth of the yeah. hearth that is the um you know the centre of a home is is the uh, you know that hearth that kind the environment of that core the part. environment that can that can give way to love yeah yeah there's a, it also triggered another another reference uh, a shadow hunters one that one about the story of Valentine and, and the uh, the falcon um, that. Um, gave him a falcon, but I told you to make it obedient. Instead, you made it love you. You broke oh, it. Oh, okay. Um, that kind of aspect of from from a darker kind of, you know, obviously from that it's a demon-esque kind of feel, is that kind of vulnerability that comes with the opposite side of the invulnerability of the protection part from the outside of the mother's protective layer um, that she's created there, but is the the soft, gooey centre part, the the vulnerability that comes with loving something. Mm. You know, the fact that you will do anything in order, including sacrifice yourself, is that kind of double-edged sword part, isn't it? Where it can be a very interesting power source. Um, you know, the love of two people, or the lover of, um, you know, parent and child. Um, you know, they, there is that kind of tangible, intangible part of this, um, yeah, soft, gooey centre. It's the bit I can't, I, you know what I mean? Uh, or am I going off on one again? No, I mean, obviously, talking too much about soft, gooey centres would probably end up throwing up a bit, but... You know, so we can take it, we can take it away if you don't want to keep going down that 
that avenue. So in terms... No. Yeah, sorry, carry on. No, go on. I was just going to say, it's it's that love as weakness part that intrigues me in that part, where love is seen as weakness. Well, love can be a weakness, but it can also be a source of strength. You could do anything and move mountains because and for your loved ones and use that as a power source. But at the same time, you can be vulnerable because of the loved ones. The stereotypical pointing a gun at your child's head and saying, give me the combination to your wall safe or I'll shoot type situation so yeah pros and cons to all things so obviously we've talked a lot about human emotion we've got less than 10 minutes left what about the love of deities spirits that kind of thing from humans to deities so these you know i don't want to say wiccans these Neo-pagans, devotionalist neo-pagans that flip through a book on mythology and fall in love with some random goddess that they've never met, Um, and then spend ridiculous amounts of money trying to initiate onto a priest (laughs) priest or priestesshood by paying some charlatan (laughs) immense amounts of money to give them a piece of paper. Um, We could talk about that, but we could also talk about vice versa, so we could talk about what from a spirit's perspective is it what is it like for a god or goddess to love a human is it possible is it the same well you you read all of these stories from the uh, you know zeus was always doing it the uh, from a Greek remember that's not love again <laughs> so what zeus gets up to well <laughs> it's not love well um, but no, there are there are mentions in there, uh, but obviously there is this pedestal part that can you really love something that you think is inferior or um, superior to you? That kind of dichotomy you've got there of kind of you are from different worlds. Um, so what you consider the hum- humanity understanding of the word love and the energy stream love is going to have a difference to it from a devotional point of view um i think that comes down to uh kind of that is a level of respect that's a that's an honoring um in some ways that's a i want to say an absence of love really um in the sense of it's the untouchable um you know even sharing those moments uh, with that deity where you feel that kind of hug or whatever it is from it's not it's a it's a warmth we're going back to kind of hestia it's a supporting protective warmth um and is that specifically what you would consider to be love in that sense like or are we talking about something but if else you, if you want to if you want to express it in terms of the deeper mysteries of wicca and you have your pet you you are the child of promise and then you have your parents your biological parents and then you have the grandparents or great grandparents which is the golden goddess of course the golden goddess views you not as something to raise because you're an adult and you've been raised by your parents. They see you more as they're your grandparents. The love of a grandparent is 
not that they spoil their kids. They it's idealized. Yeah, they're not really in the habit of doing a kind of forceful tell you what the rules are. You know, this is it, unless you've got particularly strand uh, <laughs> strict grandparents. Um, but it seems to be a bit more like that. I mean, if you're talking about the Greeks. They seem to be very emotional um, beings, but at the same time, that's personification of energy. I mean, you've got to remember uh, that the people yeah. in with yeah, the Greeks that work with the gods, them. the deities are completely flawed, yeah. and that's how they look. And at if you them, worked with one, it would they be are... a lot different than obviously the myth as well, because you're dealing with an energy yeah. uh, current there. But yeah, I, I don't know where to go with this because we haven't got that much longer. <laughs> Is there anything we haven't covered no. when it comes to love? Well, I don't. I don't think so. I'm sure it's one of those things we we're trying to stick to uh, love, as in you know, romantic, as opposed to or familiar, as opposed to sexual. We because we'll cover that elsewhere. But that kind of um, there is there is that aspect of I'm trying to think how I put it. Um, kind of where you want want to push that i also probably should mention that you have less than four minutes uh, to tell us the meaning of life um because you did also promise that oh, yeah i did promise that and i haven't I? forgotten oh i could do that in a minute i was leaving it to like when it gets to like 59.1 or something minutes and then we've got what and just make an outrageous standment uh, state statement and then just walk away well, yeah i mean Mic isn't, drop. That what, isn't that what i do best <laughs> Because that way they can, before, obviously, if you're listening on the podcast or even if you're listening on, um, you know, that sort of thing, I don't know if the next episode starts up or anything like that. So it'd be interesting if it's just complete silence and then they get to mull that over <laughs> or whether it's literally a case of the next Fanny Cranick advert starts on the next podcast or whatever. <laughs> it's like I leave them with a really deep thing to think about and then some lightning's flash comes on as there's the beginning of our usual podcast or that nice little uh, i've been starting to do little theme tunes am i with uh, some of the beginnings <laughs> but I, whenever i put them and upload them onto youtube for the basic edition i keep getting these content flags for um uh what is it not video pirate copyright. Yeah, copyright keep we keep getting flagged up for copyright because i keep borrowing these little snippets from things which is a bit annoying but it doesn't mean i ain't gonna stop doing it because i'm gonna carry on doing it so there <laughs> we go okay so i want to i gotta answer them what is the meaning of life in a yeah. uh, short time okay the meaning of life according to the book of liam which isn't a real book <laughs> but you could probably channel it um I better keep that door firmly closed because you never know what else is in the book of Liam. <laughs> you might not like what you see <laughs> or read about. And it comes with some pretty bloody graphic pictures. The good thing about these channeled books is the pictures move like in Harry Potter as well. Um, like gifts, you know? <laughs> the meaning of life to me, I generally would say it's experience, which is completely different from learning because all living things can experience, yeah. even if it's a single celled organism, it experiences, but it doesn't necessarily learn. So I would say yeah. the meaning of life is experience. Having had more lives than I can count, 
that's my <laughs> gnosis of the situation. I don't know how you feel about that. I think that's quite an apt way to put it. Trying to break it down into human um, terms, anyway. Yeah, I'm thinking it. Well, that's why I think it works so well because it really is that, yeah. isn't it? It is that. Um, that is the whole point of human existence. Yeah. Um, is is to experience. Yeah, and there we go. We are out of time, lovely people. And remember, what do you think the meaning of life is? <laughs>